the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. I'm just getting over a cold, so my voice can't really scream over the music. But good morning. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to Ion Real Estate. Of course, we're the only show that's on talk radio that is all about real estate. Think about it. Everything is connected in some way to real estate, from the roof over your head to buying, selling, inheriting, creating, credit, mortgages, getting rid of noisy neighbors, real estate, everything. I call it the universal language. Everybody, no matter where they live, somebody's making noise somewhere, so shut it down, okay? I don't know here what's to where at all different studios today, so um, I want no noise because I want you to hear us. Um, we invite you to call in with your questions at 866 970 8622. That's 866-970-8622. You can also friend me on Facebook or contact me through Twitter or send an email to radio show at element.com. Andrew Lieb is with us. Um, Andrew is a crackerjack real estate attorney. He also lectures in one, one of the largest real estate schools in the country. His company is called Lieb at Law. And if you have a legal question, You'd like to answer, you'd like answered about real estate. And remember, when you have a question, so do a million other people. So when you call in, you're helping a lot of people who I'm going to get them to call. Some of them are a little nervous. Uh, but if you're a little nervous or you don't have the time, you're helping a lot of people because we all have questions. No one knows everything. And there is no one better on the legal aspect of it than Andrew Lee to ask. So please give us a ring at 866-970-9622. And I am going to keep on repeating myself. I'm going to sound like a broken record. But remember what I said last week. I kept on emphasizing it. Mortgage rates have hit rock bottom. Uh, like I said last week, it's time to refinance or at least find out if it makes sense for you to refinance. It's not going to stay like this forever. You know, that's a good prediction because, you know, it has to go up someday. So I'll have to be right sometime or another. <laughs> um, right, right, Ace? Don't you think it's a pretty good prediction? That's a but pretty I'm good prediction, you, Daddy. Make the call. Or could they, or, or should they go to citizensbank.com? I mean, what's the best way? I mean, you should call however. Either call the show. If you prefer the phone, you can call. 
the phone or do you have a number there, Ace, besides for our radio show? Yeah. But if you call the radio show, they'll leave the message or, or where else can they call? Or they could just email me, Dottie, at ace.w yes. at citizensbank.com. So pretty simple. Ace.w at citizensbank.com. And you know what? It doesn't cost you anything to find out if it makes sense for you to do it. Okay? And Ace, who is the vice president of residential lending at Citizens Bank, and he's the best. I work with him. He's going to refinance finance my mortgages. And by the way, how many times have I done it in the last five years? Yeah, you've done a it lot. at least. Yeah, a lot. Multiple times. And we're doing it again. Right. So. You know, I mean, I, I, I just let Ace tell me, Dottie, it's time. Uh, I've done it three or four times already. Uh, so at best, call up and find out if it makes sense for you. Obviously, Citizens Bank is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions in the Northeast, and it's an expert in helping people solve payment problems to buy homes. And that's why Citizens has their own down payment assistance program. Okay, a down payment assistance program. So Citizen has a 24-7 customer contact center because they know everyone has different schedules and everyone has free time at different times. So you can contact them any time of the day or night. You can call them at 4 in the morning. Uh, and they also have the convenience of 3,200 ATMs. At 11 o'clock, we'll have our favorite credit coach, Dan Sater, and he's going to talk about a new way that will be used to get your credit scores and how it will affect you. And, of course, Dan is a nationally recognized credit expert and credit coach um, of his firm, which is called Credit Scoring. Advisor, and what do I tell you? Whether you're buying a house, whether you're not buying a house, if you're renting, if you're buying credit rules, you have to have good credit. And I don't think we teach our kids that in school because I just think we just testify. I think we have to teach them all those things when they're young, credit and things of that nature. I don't remember learning anything about that in school. Um, so I, I, I think it's really very good because it makes a difference. Remember, it's not how much you earn. How much you keep. I always tell you what happened 50 years ago, so here I am again telling you that on 50 years ago, on this day, which was February 8th, 1970, listen to this. Uh, you guys want to guess the minimum wage? What do you think it was? Probably a dollar something, right, Danny? Back then? Yeah. That low, you think? Th wow. Well, how low do you He's think? Right. Uh, I don't know. Was, He's right? Well, guess. He's the well, banker. He's, He's the ace. <laughs> no, He's no, the ace. What's the no, no, but what's the show where you have to get the price? The price is right, but you can't go over. If you so go what's over, your number? Is it a dollar solid ace or are you what's doing a dollar change? What's your dollar? I'd say like a dollar eighty. I don't know. Okay, and what's your, what are you saying, Andrew? I think it's over two. I think it's two twenty. Well, you both lost because you both <laughs> went out. I won. Well, so I do the answer, so I can't cheat. But it's a, it was a dollar sixty an hour. Now, that was wow, 50 wow. years ago. But wait, listen to this. That was 50 years ago, all right? It's now 1180. Now, does that seem like it really went up a lot in 50 years? Yeah. Well, you know, some places are even 15. It depends where you are. Local, local right. areas even have more. Actually, but 50 years, what? Not, not too much. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't no. really seem in my mind. And I'm just guessing. And, you know, when I tell you something's not a fact, it's just my opinion. Take it for that. Uh 
It just doesn't seem with prices. Like if you went back 50 years ago and looked at home prices, they probably were like $20,000, $15,000, $7,000. And now they're God knows what. So it just, in comparison to how everything else has gone up, it doesn't seem like it's really gone up enough. But again, like you said, Andrew, it's different everywhere. But yeah. it still maybe should, you know, and I'm not political. Go up more. Go up more, yeah. But, no, but I, I'm, I think I'm think with you. I people have to live, okay? I do, I do. Yeah. Um, the median price of a home in the United States in 1970, okay, the real price that was the medium. Now, we're talking national numbers, so don't get crazy if you live in New York. But <laughs> nationally, it was $23,600. And what is it now? 200 Now, if oh, you live wow. in New York, wait. If you live in New York, New York City, the average is over a million. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I was going to say my sister's storage unit, I think, was two hundred. So, yeah, so <laughs> all right, so everything that's is crazy. Relative. Yeah, I right. I want to make a special announcement. I know I I have been very involved with breast cancer for probably fifteen, sixteen years. Uh, actually, when I came into the city to take become the CEO, like seventeen or eighteen years ago, I, a woman named Betsy Green was very involved and she introduced me to Evelyn Lauder who had dedicated her life to breast cancer and unfortunately she died of breast cancer and then you know I would do everything with them and then her husband um, took it over and he is I think 89 now and he's still doing it and of course when we opened the Palm Beach and in Florida but the Palm Beach the Douglas Elliman office here embraced it with open arms and so it, their luncheon was, I think, yes, no, maybe two days ago. And so I flew in um, for their, and, and they raised a lot of money, and they do, a, it's called BCRF, and they do a lot of research for breast cancer. And the amount of people, the mortality rates are kind of like 75% less than they were 20 years ago. So all wow. the research, they do, yes. And um, it really is a wonderful organization. And Tell me what it's called again, Dottie. What was it called it's, again, just in case someone wants to donate? Well, I'm going to do it in the city, so then you are. Yeah. But BCRF is Breast Cancer Research Foundation, and it's dedicated to being the end of breast cancer by advancing the world's most promising research. And it was founded by Evelyn Lauder in 1993, and... Um, it's deeply involved in every major breakthrough in breast cancer prevention, diagnosis, treatment, survivorship. And uh, this year, uh, BCRF has been awarded $66 million in grants to support the work of nearly 275 scientists of leading medical and academic institutions. And hopefully, you don't have it, but I don't think there's anybody or any one of us that doesn't know somebody who had breast so I'm very involved, and I um, it was a wonderful event, and we learned some of the great, the newest big breakthroughs because it's evolving every day. So I have to say, there's so many good organizations, and there's so many great charities to give to. We can't do them all. It's one that I particularly am very involved in. And I just saw one of our agents, who I won't mention names, who lives in New York City but was originally from Long Island, and I said, and now he's in Florida visiting, and she said to me, I said, how's the kids? She goes, well, everyone's good. Well, and my middle one, um, 
she has it, but you know, they've got it, you know, they've got it early enough and she's going to be fine. So thank goodness for that. I, I want to tell you a little about, of course, we talked about 2019 and 20. And as you most know, 2019 was a roller coaster year. Home sales over 5 million spiked 185% in June, but fell substantially after that. Ultra luxury real estate in New York had a volatile year. And we say luxury in New York is a property well over 5 million. With record breaking surges and equally notable slips. So we had some of the biggest sales ever, um, but we had some of a lot slipped. As I said, it's an election year and there's a lot of taxes going on. Maybe, Andrew, we could talk about that later. Um, the roller coaster year saw volume for over 5 million spiked 185%, though, in the month of June. And then they plummeted. Um, so, you know, but if you want my advice, and this is my advice, everyone's different. I'm a location buyer. I'd rather have something smaller. I think a location is important. Because I did play Monopoly, and I don't know about you, Andrew or Ace. Okay. Park Place. If you Park play, Place. What did you What did you want to Park get? Place? You want Park okay. Place? No. Yeah, of course, and Boardwalk. Of course. Oh yeah, okay. that's nice. Boardwalk, yeah. Now, did you play that at all, or are you too young? I love that game. I'm no, an addict too. Okay, so remember, <clears throat> if you got Baltic Avenue, the rent was like four dollars or two dollars or something. Yeah. That. Like it was worthless. So I was always from that game. Dottie. Location, location, location. Dottie, speaking of Monopoly, have you guys seen that McDonald's Monopoly contest on Netflix? No, tell no, me. Tell so there were um, a couple of millionaire uh, winners with the Monopoly contest, and um, it's apparently a scam. Oh, you so heard about the crime. That's what you're talking about. It's yeah. It's actually on Netflix. It's, oh, wait. It's yeah, tell me. I, no, tell me. Tell <laughs> no, me. No, no. It's, it's just a show on Netflix. It's a documentary on, you know, how back then McDonald's had this Monopoly game where you collect Park Place and all this stuff and you could win a million dollars and all these other prizes. But apparently it was it was just, you know, three folks that actually knew each other and it was a big, big old scam. So I thought it was interesting. But um, in any case... It was uh, very. You, you guys have to watch it. It's it's very. very I'm gonna check I it am. out. Yeah. Now, and I love Monopoly. Read, yeah. I do. Tell me. If you read, if you read, you know, you, we all get hit with so much data, and who knows what's correct yeah. because you can kind of make numbers any way you want. And they talked about Billionaires Row, which is Central Park South, um, and that's 57th Street, and that was the most expensive neighborhood in the city last year. They had a lot of new development there that was very high end. And their median sales price was $23.7 million. Wow. Are you serious? Um, 23.7. Wow. That is. Now, that includes high end properties at 20, 220 Central Park South, 432 Park Avenue, 520 Park Avenue. If you were to treat, listen to this, if you were to treat Billionaires Row as its own neighborhood, it would be the most expensive ultra luxury sub market. With a jaw-dropping twenty-six million median sales price for this asset class, is that hard to believe? Like I got to get adopted and the, and there. Now wait, I'm going for new wait, parents. Me now too. they're <laughs> telling you they're telling you the prices are dropping there. Well, they're dropping to what though? Yeah, not a lot less. I mean, really, okay. I mean, they're yeah. dropping. It's good. It's you could get a good deal there if you maybe you spend twenty-three million. 
Oh, chump change. I'm in. It changes everything. (laughs) Oh, and you know what I read? And you know what I read? And Ace, you'll know this because we talked about it on the show, that Madonna was suing the building, the co-op, because she wanted her child or all the child to be able to live there when she wasn't there. She traveled. She lost the case. So now she's offering to rent it to the prince and the duchess, Prince Harry. Oh, I love Prince Harry. Yeah. Well, I, she, she's not a duchess now. I mean, I guess, what, do they keep their titles? I don't even know. But she I said, thought they kept that. Me? I think they just well, lost I, the royal highness. I think that's what they had well, to give up. They're, they're no longer royal highnesses. Yeah. They're just Dutch and duchess. Okay. Well, let me say this. She told them, you can lease it for me. Now, I don't know if the condo board could do it. She says, and she said, it's a lot more interesting than Canada. She said that's boring. Now uh, I happen to love Canada, hmm. but we'll see what they do. <laughs> By the way, I, my favorite part of your story, is- Dottie. Dottie, my favorite part of your story. I don't know if everyone heard. You'll see if the condo board will approve the prince and princess. Think about well, that for mind- a second. <laughs> that's well, awesome. Well, they, <laughs> I mean, they probably would in the sense that they allowed Madonna because they sometimes don't want these high-profile people. They don't want all that. The- the all the photographers and all that. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll keep you, but I'll keep you posted. Please, um, I want to know. Finish, I'm going to take your question, Bob, in one second. I just want to finish. The East Village had the fewest ultra-luxury homes in 2019, um, and their median price was $6.6 million. Um, Cobble Hill in Brooklyn was the most expensive neighborhood with a medi- in Brooklyn with a median si- sales price of $6.4 million, and Brooklyn Heights was right behind there at $6.3 million. Uh, and later on, if I get time, otherwise it'll be a cliffhanger, I really believe, and I'm going to do this myself because, you know, I know everyone thinks I have so much money. I had loans out to Kazoo to buy the company or be part of the company that I was in, and I really was always running it, and I never really... I knew this would be a good deal, but I just was always running my company, and I just didn't take the time, and I would see so many people become millionaires. I think there's a good time to invest in two- and three-family homes. I know there's a lot of controversy with the rent laws, but I'm going to tell you why a little bit later, and I'm going to tell you the areas that I think might be good investments that, you know, if you're just starting out and you, know, you want to start with something manageable like two-family, I'll just tell you my opinion and what some of the expert opinions are. I think that's good advice. Now, because I'm in Florida, because I was here for the breast cancer, um, I have to talk about Florida, which I might as well be in New York. Okay, wherever I walk, I see someone I know. Uh, (laughs) But I also see people in Palm Beach. I see people from a lot of different states, but everyone's pretty friendly. And um, the latest data reveals that the... South Florida home buyers, okay, uh, it remains a seller's market here, which means when it's a seller's market, it means that the demand for properties is greater than the supply. So, okay, uh, when it comes to condos, home buyers have a greater choice in Miami Dade than in Broward. And I'm going to try, we're going to try very hard to get some of the people that live here all the time to tell you the different areas because there's so many different areas in florida and they're so different but miami day jumped 16.4 percent okay and uh um, beach is 
flying off the roof. So everything's going up, and I think that's, there's a lot of reasons. We shall finish at Bob from New York. If you hold on, I'll take your question right after the commercial break. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to Ion Real Estate, 866-970-9622. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. When you think of outstanding Italian restaurants, the only name that should come to mind is Michael's of Brooklyn. Family owned and operated by Fred and his brother John, they've been a Brooklyn institution since 1964, serving incredible Italian dishes for three generations. Listen every Wednesday to the Joe Piscopo Morning Show on AM 970 The Answer during Italian Trivia for your chance to win a case of their delicious sauce or enter to win at am970theanswer.com. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, or connorsandsullivan.com. Take AM 970 The Answer anywhere you go with our mobile app. Get in on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Radio.com. 
Today on AM 970, a battle for Big East supremacy as Seton Hall visits Villanova. This is Dave Popkin. Join me along with Gary Cohen for all the action. 2.20 is the pregame, 2.30 opening tip. Seton Hall, Villanova. Enough said on AM 970, The Answer. Today on Hey Culligan, smoother skin for the win. We've got Claire in Delaware. Hey Culligan, the water in my shower makes my skin feel like I'm 90. Okay, first off, Claire, are you 90? (laughs) No. Okay, second, how do you feel about high-efficiency water softeners from Culligan? Hmm. Actually, Claire, how do you feel about smoother skin and luxurious hair? Oh, my gosh. Love it, love it, have to have it. OMG indeed, Claire. We're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at heyculligan.com. Want more of AM970 The Answer and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for breaking news, what's coming up on the radio, thoughts from our hosts, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM970 The Answer. Come on, tweet with us. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, we're back, we're back, everyone. I'm actually eating this delicious orange right here. Do not, and the, do not eat it's so good. It's so good. Well, I finished it, Dottie. I finished it. I'm just telling you how delicious it was during the break. And I'm feeling delicious. All right. I'm glad you're feeling delicious. But, you know, if you were eating it, we would hear it. But you don't hear it. No, I don't now. And I have a question from Bob from New York. So let me take Bob's question. Hey, Bob, thanks for hanging in there. How are you? And is it cold in New York? Is it rainy? Okay, Dottie. Yes. Uh, So... Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, what's just happened in the real estate industry as far as brokers collecting a fee for renting an apartment. I see your company is also involved in the uh, lawsuit that they're bringing up, the uh, big article in The Real Deal. And I see uh, Howard Lauber of your company and uh, Pam Lieber and all the top people are bringing a court action uh, against right. the, uh, the state. And, yeah. and so the I want your of, opinion. And I'm on the board of governors, so um, and that's a branch of Revney that has like very big property owners. And of course, we're going to truly fight this. Well, I, I wanted to talk about that. So, well, let me just explain to everyone if they're not familiar with what's going on. Uh, what what they, what they're doing is they're they're trying to make the law that they did. I guess they passed it already. Well, Dottie, yeah. Dottie, so I, I just, I'm going to interject as I don't also work with Element, and I really don't think it's a good idea for us to comment while there's an ongoing lawsuit on this topic. Oh, I'll just tell legal. you what happened. Yeah. So I, 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 Thank you, Andrew. I, I'm not, I'm, there's a present lawsuit, so I'll just tell you what happened as a background, but I can't let us talk about if okay. we think it's good or bad or otherwise. Okay. So what background okay. happened is in June, there was this law called the Housing Stability and Tenant Protection Act. You might have remembered it. It was June 14th, and it changed rent controlled and rent stabilized and market rate and all these rules. It was about 74 pages, single spaced. And on January 31st, the Department of State issued a FAQ, a fact sheet that said their interpretation of this statute, they're going to issue guidance and say this statute prevents a landlord's agent, just a landlord's agent, from collecting money from a tenant 
who the landlord's agent clearly doesn't represent. And they made this guidance. Yes, absolutely. So in brokerage, you could have people representing all different parts. You can have someone represent the tenant. You could have someone represent the landlord. There could be something called a dual agent where you represent them both. But what this interpretation, and that's the key, it's not a law, it's guidance, says is the Department of State's opinion is that there's a section in this new law that says a landlord can't charge a tenant money, so we don't need to go into it. And they interpret that to mean that a landlord's agent, someone who represents the landlord, cannot collect money from the tenant, someone who they don't represent. That doesn't prevent the landlord's agent from collecting money from the landlord, and that doesn't prevent a tenant's agent from collecting money from the tenant. All they're saying is that a landlord's agent can't collect money from the tenant. But as you indicated in your question, Bob, there's a lawsuit that the real deals reporting is going to happen on Monday. And that's all we can say about it, because as you mentioned, Dottie's company is in the lawsuit. And as an attorney, I can tell you that you can't comment on ongoing lawsuit when you're a party to the lawsuit. But I thank you for calling. And it's a fabulous question. You should monitor what's going on. Yes. And let me say this, I, I just, and I won't comment on it, but, you know, I'm from Long Island originally, and in Long Island, they never took it from the landlord. They took it from the tenant. So, uh, you know, I uh, you know, I think a lot of places, it, it's very, you know, I don't know if all the states do it the same way, because when I was in real estate on Long Island, I don't know if it's still like that, but when I started in rentals, they would let the tenant had to pay the the tenant had to pay us. So I don't know if it's universally like that or it's just in the city. Um, but, but you know, that's a great question, Bob. And I, I think a lot of the rent control, I won't talk about that specifically, but I think in answer to your question, you know, with all of the rent control, new, new provisions, I think everyone's intention is good. I don't think people start out with bad intentions. I just think that they don't fully understand the whole scope of things many a times. And so I think, you know, when people sit down in a room, they usually work things out. At least I hope they do. Okay. I have uh, one question as far as that. Does it also apply to renting a one-family house? So their interpretation does apply to renting a one-family house. It does not apply to commercial property. The reason is the section they're citing in their interpretation that the government, the Department of State, is using for their guidance expressly says for residential property. But any residential property, it's expressly um, addressing. That being said, it's not a statute. It's not a regulation. It's the Department of State's interpretation. They title it Guidance with respect to a statute. So that's why there's so much ambiguity out there and probably why there's a lawsuit. I can't get too much further into it, but I thank you for your call thank and I hope you, you keep listening. Thank you. And Bob, we'll keep you Great program. I'll, I'll Thank you, Bob. And I think that Andrew, thank you for keeping my mouth shut. Uh, but that's what we have for. Uh, it's my job. But I want to continue because I've got, like I, I, had, I did post this. I'm like, now New York, okay, let's leave that aside. But we, but Andrew, I'll make sure that you keep everyone updated, okay? And whatever you can say, I will not. Certainly. You will, okay? But you'll keep everyone updated. Certainly. Um, okay, but now there are recommendations. I was report last week um, for the New York City Advisory Commission on Property Tax Reform designed to lessen the tax burden for low and moderate income homeowners, which is good, a good thing while shifting those in wealthier neighborhoods. 
Now, under the current assessment, and we're going to get an attorney that speaks about this on the show, too, because, you know, I'm not a tax attorney. But under the current assessment system, single-family homes are taxed on their sales value. So if something is $100,000, it's taxed at that value. While co-ops and condos are grouped together with large rental buildings and are assessed based on their potential gross annual income. So residential is taxed on value. And let's say you live in a building with 100 apartments. What they look at is the, they add all the rents up and they, and they tax it on the gross income. So they're taxed differently. So this means that homeowners can pay the same in property taxes, even if their homes value drastically different in price. So their proposal would be, now this is just a proposal, nothing happened, but their proposal would tax co-ops and condos and rental buildings with fewer than 10 units, the same way one to three family homes are taxed, which would be assessed on the sales price and 100% of the market value. Okay, um, and th those in the industry say, well, the change makes sense. The implementation will dampen and make the market soft. So, so what would happen? It would affect like, because right now, I think it's only two or three percent of the city or townhouses, which are you know individual homes. It's not a big part of New York City, but they pay very low taxes. Okay, because they're taxed by their value. Um, and they've been able to stay in their homes for generations due to the low cost of ownership. And um, it could make a big difference in how they get taxed. So we've had that. We have them trying to bring the Pierre to tear tax, which means that if you have an apartment, I think I mentioned it last week, and you don't live in it full, it's not your primary residence. Maybe you live in Connecticut. Maybe you live in Long Island. Maybe you live in Europe. Maybe you live in California. Right now, there's a one-time charge for the PA, but now you know they're 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 proposing that they do it every year, which would drive a lot of people out. So, I just think they have to think things through, and I think what they're trying to do is make things more equitable, which is a good thing. But sometimes, if you don't think things through, or you don't apply to a biz the business aspect at all of it all, sometimes your intentions are good and they just don't work. Uh, Dottie, you know what's interesting about what you just said? I was teaching a continuing education course this week, which was about, and it's about what you just said, um, about recent legal matters, because that's a new requirement in the state of New York for people to learn. And I'm going to tell you after the break what I taught my students about how they can comment about business matters on proposed laws and teach the government about how it impacts real business people. And I think that's something we should share with our audience so they can have their voices heard too. Oh, good. So we'll do that right after the break. Um, so you'll have to call us in. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. And make sure to call us 866-970-9622. We'll be right back right after the break. Can you eat solar energy? The sun provides us with the cleanest and most pure form of energy. And plants are able to take the energy and lock it into a chemical bond. That captured energy is clean solar energy. So how can you get that same solar energy inside your body? When you eat fruits and vegetables, 
you are actually absorbing that same stored solar energy into your system. What's the easiest way to eat a lot of fruits and vegetables? Balance of Nature. By simply removing the water and air, Balance of Nature can take 31 whole fruits and vegetables and put them into quick and easy-to-eat capsules. With just three fruit capsules and three veggie capsules, you get the equivalent of over 10 servings of fruits and vegetables every day. That's a lot of stored energy that your body will love. So if you're looking for an easier way to get clean energy, go to balanceofnature.com and order your bottles of sunshine today. This is Dr. Howard, founder and formulator of Balance of Nature. We're changing America one life at a time. I love Balance of Nature. I think it's the best thing out there. I really do. I'm never getting off it. Best thing I ever did. I originally started taking it. I heard it on the radio because I had some tremendous stomach problems. And um, I went to the doctor. I was getting tested. They did all kinds of tests. They couldn't find anything. And I started taking this product. And within two weeks, it was gone. But I'm convinced that this product has a lot to do with that. Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order of fruits and veggies. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code THEANSWER. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust. At a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion. There is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8.30, right after Morano in the Morning on AM 970. The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or radio.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Have you ever had a legal question pertaining to elder law or estate law? Well, every Thursday during Kevin McCullough Radio, you hear from Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law answering a listener's actual question. Simply email that question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com. Or call Mike's office at 718-238-6500. And don't forget to tune in to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors, Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. on AM 570 The Mission, and Sunday mornings on AM 970 The Answer at 11. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. telling you before Andrew's going to give you his question and answer, I just want to say this because sometimes the little side conversations that we all have and we're having a little side conversation here and we're just saying that, you know what? We will always tell you when it's an opinion 
And an opinion is an opinion. It doesn't mean it's a fact. If it's a fact, I, Ace, or Andrew, we will say this is a fact. If it is one of our opinions, we will tell you that. Okay, because we don't want to be like the news. Where, you see, I have no problem if a newscaster says, this is my opinion. I think this, this, and this, and it's simply my opinion. You can agree with it or not agree with it. But it's not fact. And what we all have to do is try to learn the facts. Once you learn the facts, then you can have a very different opinion. But we all have to respect each other's opinion because we still live in a great country. And like I said to you once before, in other countries, people would get shot and killed and tortured for not having the same opinion of the government. So we all want to say we're, we're lucky we're in a country where you have the right to have an opinion, and I have certainly a lot of opinions. Andrew, you'll just have to keep me quiet when it's the wrong thing to say. And it's not that <laughs> it's wrong, but I'm not trying to influence anybody. What I'm trying to do is help everybody I myself, you know, I can't read books anymore the whole time. I don't have time. So I have a little secret. I subscribe. I've been subscribing it for years. That's why I sound like a genius. And what it does is it reviews all the books, all the best-selling business books. And then it puts them in cliff notes, like, you know, cliff notes or in a CD or something of that nature, where you can hear the excerpts and the high points of all the business books. Now, if you really like the book, you could read it. If you don't, you still know about it. So I could talk about every book, and they must say, that girl, my goodness, she knows every book that's out. But honestly, I do try to keep up with things. Um, I don't have to know the, you know, I rely on my experts. Like, I don't try to do my own mortgage. I don't try to do my own income tax, and I never try to be my own attorney. But I know enough about it to have a general knowledge, and then I go to the experts. And that's hopefully what we try to do here. Um, before you give an answer, let me take Paul's question, and then Andrew, you're going to give the cliffhanger to your question, which was what? God. Um, so, Paul, um, hi, Paul. Hi. You're from Oceanside. I love Oceanside, yep. and when I lived on Long Island, I was always go to the beach and stop off at Nathan's. Was oh, it's a great Nathan's yeah. there. <laughs> what a great Nathan's. Oh, I've been there. I'm with you. And the French fries are delicious yeah. with the cheese sauce. Oh. The best. The best. The yes. best. Paul, we'll meet you there uh -huh. after. <laughs> the best. <laughs> no problem. Oh. Here's my question. Um, my wife and I own a co-op in Oceanside. We've had it for about 18 years. I'm retired. Okay. We spend a month in Arizona. We've done this for the last 10 years. In a year from now, approximately, we'd like to spend more time in Arizona. And we're not sure what to do, whether to continue to rent for three months and keep our co-op in Oceanside or sell the co-op in Oceanside and buy a place in Arizona and stay there for most of the year and then come back to New York and rent. What, do you what would you think about well, either option at this point or in you, a year or two? I'll give you my opinion. Just opinion. Sure. And I'm very familiar with the area, so uh, well it's right now. Scottsdale, you, by the way. Yeah, well, that's even better. But right now, if you look at any of our market reports, and if you go on the Douglas Elman site, you'll find them. You will see Long Island is doing great. Connecticut, I'm sorry, not so great. But Long Island, the prices are going up, and it's doing very nicely. Uh, interest rates are low, so to me, it's a good time to sell. However. 
if you next year decide, what do you spend three months in and a couple of months in Arizona? Three months. If you, I'm sorry. If you, how many months do you spend in Arizona again? Three, we spend one months? month now, but we'd like to extend it to three months or four months, possibly, okay. just to get out of the cold weather. All right. I have to do some homework, which I will to you. I just have to look at the prices in Arizona and see what's happening there. And I think they're getting a lot of people from California because they're heavily taxed. But, you know, I don't know if you want to buy. I think right now you should look at the price that you could get, call on a couple of brokers and just say, I'm not sure that I want to sell now. So I don't want any pressure. I don't want to sign anything. I just want not the highest. I just want an average estimate of a middle-of-the-road number, not the highest number, not the lowest number, of what you think I could get for this. It's some number, okay? And remember, right. it's not a science. Take that in your head. Just keep it there. Because you can't time the market 100%. All I can tell you is now is Long Island's doing pretty well, and it's an election year, uh, so the interest rates are not really going up, right, Ace? I mean, you don't see anything in the near. They're not going to raise well, them a lot. It's funny you said that because I have done that, and I think uh, it's at its maximum sale price as far as uh, the current market rate. So I'm thinking I don't think I would get a better price. In a year or two from now. Did you hear me? You, yes, you, you don't think you'd get a price. And, you, you know, after the election, all bets are up. I don't know what the interest rates will be. I know what they yeah, are you're now. Right. Um, okay. But I don't know that you want to buy in Arizona until you live there long enough to know that you want to really be there. You know what I'm saying? I do. I, I really want to be there. <laughs> okay. Is there a Nathan's there? That's all I want to know. We're going to put the resources. I just want to. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I'm I just want to know if there was a Nathan's there. I was like, I, I don't know how you'd give up getting the cheese fries. <laughs> There's one Nathan's, I think, in the whole area. All right, good. But they have, I was worried. They have, uh, other other hot dog places. All right, good. Well, okay. You've got your voice is so strong, Andrew. I'm okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, so what I would do is go to Arizona when next time you're in Arizona, and I would kind of look when it's off season, when it's the hottest time, and uh, see if you like things, see what the prices are, because there you're going to get a cheaper price for more. And the interest rates are low, and maybe you don't even need to take a mortgage now. Uh, the only reason people take it, I tell them it's like free money. Sometimes you don't want to tie your money up. But I do think we're at a – you can't time it perfectly, and I really think if you're a seller and you're on Long Island, I can't speak specifically for every place, I think it's a good time to sell. Uh, I have a question from Gary from Lindenhurst, New Jersey. Hi, Gary. Hi, how are you? How are you feeling good. today? Excellent. Well, I'm much Excellent. better. I'm much better. You know, I was telling them during the break, I was on the plane because I came for the breast cancer thing, and, I'm, and I, I had a, I'm ending my pneumonia and all the sick. I, so I have a, oh. a little remnant of a cough. So I coughed once. And the man next to me who moved his seat so he wouldn't be on a window. So all are of a sudden, I Are you taking put, balance of nature? Yeah, well, he put on... He put on a mask, okay? So I looked at okay. him. I didn't say anything. He now puts on a mask. I coughed once. And then he went to the flight attendant, and he said that he thought I could have that 
so all right so they you know, they had to ask me i said well to my knowledge i don't have it and i wasn't in china and i just got off a z pack from pneumonia so i think i'm okay and so but it was funny how 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 people are so paranoid and there's a site now you could go on i was going to remember the name of it but i forgot it that it tells you because in china what they're doing is they're mapping out like say if you have the flu they're putting you're at this address this address showing you where the people right, have that right. virus okay so obviously they're not doing that in in the states but they'll tell you where there's outbreaks but the truth is more people died of the regular flu so far that's true yep we'll see so you're in lindenhurst new jersey and you have a- no i'm in in, in lindenhurst Right next to Rutherford. Oh, oh, I know where you are. Okay, so okay. What are you, what's, what's going on there? How's the market? Well, my, I have, I have a, uh, since we bought the house, we've been there 24 years. Uh, nice. There's a uh, tension wire for the electrical pole in front of the house. And uh, they put the tension wire onto my property. And it's been there ever since. And I, I always wondered, uh, this, is, this is owned by public service, PSCNG. Right. Now, by them using my property, which I pay taxes on, can I charge PSCNG for using my ground? That's an Andrew question. So I'm willing to bet, Gary, that they have an easement on your property. I don't know that for sure, but what an easement means is a right for another party to be dominantly use what's called a servient estate. In English, it means that any like a public utility can use your property that's how wires generally go on all properties you'd have to right. check your chain of title to know if that's true but if it's true you okay. bought it and all the valuations were done based on the fact that they had that right and that's how all of the united states works is that public utilities have easements across all of our properties and it's just like the cost benefit analysis of having running water and electric which i think is really okay. important Right, right. Now, if if this does not exist like that, I I could charge uh, public service for using the so ground. So there's a there's a potentiality of that. There's also a potentiality that they can claim ownership what's through what's called adverse possession. But I would suggest right. to you that the cost of figuring out who's right and who's wrong. And the cost of pursuing it is not worth it, and you'd be better served taking a vacation to Atlantic City and calling it a day. <laughs> it sounds good to me. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'll meet you there. <laughs> now, that's just oh, good. advice. That's just advice, okay? Doesn't mean you have to listen. But if you find out if you have an easement, because I, I would agree, you, they probably have an easement. And if there's an easement, there's really nothing you can do. Okay, got it. Got right? it. Well, thank know. you so much, find guys. Out. Good. Have a good All right. I, Let us know if you find I, out that you have an easement. I'm just curious. All right. Will do. Okay, thank, thank you, you so much, guys, for your information. Bye-bye. Have a good – and feel better. Thank you. See you in AC. See you in So, obviously, because I'm in Palm Beach, I have to read the papers in Palm Beach. And there was an article I just thought it was – now, this is from the West Palm Beach paper. And it says, to buy or not. And then it says, millennials versus baby boomers in the real estate market. And it says, it's hard to know when to buy and when to sell and when, when it comes to real estate. 
the main question people ask, what do you expect in 2020? We're all giving you predictions, but nobody's like God, so it's not a science. Do you think there will be a recession? We absolutely know there won't be a recession. We don't know 100%, but 99 and three quarters. Uh, there was talks of it because, you know, for drama and before they had all the news of politics, they had to have some other spicy things. So that was a recession talk, but they, they put that away now and said that's not happening. So a lot of people think it's a good time to buy, but you have to act fast with low interest rates. Now, what you really have to look at an ACE again, let's say you wait and let's say you think prices could go down. <coughs> Interest rates could go up. I think we're pretty safe this year. Ace, do you think we're, I mean, look, we don't have a crystal ball, but if, all, if, if odds are in, in pretty much in all favor that they won't go up during an election year, not the Democrats or the Republicans want to raise people's taxes. Yeah, and, 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 and Dottie, interest rates. I always tell but, everyone if you're taking out a mortgage, you live in the payment, not in the price, right? So even if prices go down to your point, Dottie, but rates go up, then your payment's actually going to be higher. So well, that's what I'm I saying. love that quote. Yeah. Uh, do that again. I guess that quote was great. So, you live in what was it? So you live in the payment, not the price, right? So a lot of people focus so much on price, but if you're leveraging finance in taking out a mortgage, if prices go down, what people need to understand is if prices go down but rates go up, you're actually paying a higher payment at the end of the day. So, so it's what out of pocket is what you're it's saying. What out of Just pocket. worry about where you're yeah. paying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and what he's also saying is even if prices did go down, if the interest rates go up, it's, it's a catch-22. Correct. And you can't – and, and, and it's a fairly safe assumption to think that the interest rates will not go anyplace crazy because in election year, nobody yes. wants to raise the, the interest rates on people. This year is actually a really, really good year for a buyer because sellers are willing to make deals. And rates are still at all-time lows. So. But it's a good time for a seller also yes. because less buyers will be able to afford your property if the interest rates were higher. That so is, it work, it's really a win for, both a win for both parties. I mean, that's what I think. Uh, so, so, but make sure somebody's pre-approved and make sure they've gone to citizens and that they have a mortgage commitment unless they're buying for all cash. Uh, there is tight inventory, so I suggest that you go see open houses, look at what prices are going for, ask the realtors to send you things that sold, so that you you know when you you know everyone that decision you can ask your realtor, but in your mind you've seen enough things to know hey this is a fair price, uh, because good things good deals do not last long. Trust me on it. All of a sudden, a price drop, and it's gone in a second. Oh, I'll, well, I guess we have a break. But you know those robots I told you that I want on my team to tell me how great I am? <laughs> I'm behind the times. They're using them already. I'll tell you where they're using them for open houses already. I'm behind the times. We'll be right back right after the break. 866-970-9622. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. 
from the studios of AM 970 The Answer on Broadway and Wall Street in Manhattan. This is WNYM, Hackensack, New Jersey, New York City. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. With urgency rising in their nomination battle, Democratic presidential frontrunners Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg beat back a barrage of attacks during a debate in New Hampshire last night. A big part of that debate, who would be the better candidate to try and take on President Trump, former Trump advisor and Salem Radio Network talk show host, Dr. Sebastian Gorka. 30 years ago, 40 years ago, you could have been a pro-life Democrat. You could have been a hawk. Uh, you could have been strongly anti-communist uh, like JFK, pro-national defense, pro-securing the border. Today, all of these things would get you blackballed, uh, excised out of the Democrat Party. At last night's debate in Manchester, former Vice President Joe Biden raised questions about Sanders' status as a Democratic socialist. He also warned Democratic voters that the president and his allies could easily use the socialism label in congressional elections as well as the presidential voting. The flu-like virus that originated in China has researchers worldwide once again scrambling to find a vaccine against a surprise health threat. University of Oxford vaccinology professor Sarah Gilbert gives an idea of the timeline. We are starting to test the vaccine in animals, so that will be happening over the next couple of months. We're also developing the plans for the clinical trial. We have to write a very large dossier of information to supply to the reg regulatory authorities to ask for approvals for the trial. Just days after the Chinese scientists shared the genetic map of the culprit coronavirus, researchers at the NIH had engineered a possible key ingredient for a vaccine, one they hoped to begin testing by April. Scientists from Australia to France, along with a list of biotech and vaccine companies, have joined the fight. On Wall Street yesterday, Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 277 points at 29,102. The NASDAQ gave up 51. More on these stories at townhall.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Mexican migrants working abroad sent home a record $36 billion in remittances last year. That was an increase of 7% in remittances from 2018. It was the highest level of remittances on record. It's higher than the $25 billion in income Mexico receives from foreign tourism or the country's $22.4 billion in annual petroleum exports. The average amount of each electronic transfer sent home was about $300. John Scott reporting. The U.S. government on Thursday began enforcing new restrictions on flavored e-cigarettes aimed at curbing underage vaping, but some teens could be one step ahead of those rules already. Critics of the FDA policy fear teens will simply switch to the cheaper disposable brands, which are widely available at convenience stores and gas stations. 
The disposable e-cigarettes are sold under brands like Puff Bar, Stig, and Fog in flavors like Pink Lemonade and Blueberry Ice. Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. Boeing has confirmed that securities regulators are investigating the company in connection with the 737 MAX, which was grounded after two deadly crashes. Boeing said in preparing financial statements it made assumptions about the outcome of accident investigations and the expected costs it would bear in 2020 and 2021 from the MAX's grounding. It didn't disclose those assumptions but said they are, quote, highly uncertain and significantly affect the estimates inherent in our financial statements. Boeing disclosed the Securities and Exchange Commission investigation in a recent regulatory filing. That is correspondent Jeremy House reporting. Ford is shaking up its management after a poor fourth quarter financial performance and debauched launch of the Explorer SUV. New Explorers came off the assembly line with multiple problems and had to be shipped to a Detroit area factory for repairs, delaying deliveries to customers and costing the company valuable sales. More of these stories at townhall.com. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. AM 970 presents I on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Going to be with our nationally recognized credit expert, um, Dan Sater, in a few seconds, a few minutes. I just have to finish the topic I was talking to you about. So last week I told everybody, say, listen, I'm going to get these robots and I'll send them to the open houses. And But I'll first have them wake up every morning and say, Daddy, you're the greatest. You're gorgeous. You're beautiful. We love you. Okay. And then I thought, hey, you know, at Douglas Elliman, we'll have open houses and we'll have the agent with their little robots. Because robots, if you program them, you can give them all the information and they can have so much data that any question you would ask, they can remember more than the human mind can. But I was not a, you know, I had, you know, I thought I was the first to think of it, but I wasn't. And I read that robots now show California homes. The three-foot-tall robots, okay, so they're three feet, they have, and they come with an iPad screen to connect to a real human agent. Rolled out, they were rolled out last summer in the Bay Area. Where have I been? I haven't heard about it. They're intended to take the hassle out of coordinating showing times between agents and prospective renters or buyers. And it's the robots. Now, it looks like it's a man, and you know what, equal rights. You've got to have men and women robots, okay? But this is a man, a sleek three-foot-tall robot, greets the guests. He says, hello and welcome. You must be Gilbert. An iPad is mounted on the machine, displayed an agent's smiling face. These robots take the hassle out of coordinating showing times between agents and prospective renters. They're just a new piece of... Uh, 
wave of technology that's changing the way we buy and sell rent homes. And these days, clients can use artificial intelligence to comb property data, take virtual tours, and uh, view from their home. And, you know, I'm speaking Monday again. I'm speaking to uh, an organization of young CEOs. And when I say young, I ask, how young is young? Young is a relative word, which young to somebody is not young to somebody else. So these are CEOs of, of different companies, not real estate, from 38 to 52, I think. And they want me to talk about disruption. And so it's not just the real estate industry, it's disruption. You know, it's like, what's going on? How, how are these artificial intelligence? How is it gonna affect us? Are people gonna lose jobs? Uh, well, let me put it this way. First of all, you can't fight progress. Second of all, I think I might've told you on a show before that 15 years ago, or whenever the internet came out, Everyone was like, Johnny, that's the end of your company. It's the end of the real estate business. The internet's taking it over. And of course, the internet didn't take it over. We worked with the internet. It made it more efficient. And you can find out so much date, like you can get so much information. So I do think things will change. I think it's real important to keep up with changes. But I also think you can't be ahead of the market. You have to change when people are ready to change. And I think it's starting to change now. And I welcome a robot any time of the week. I, I'm going to name it Dottie, little Dottie. What about you? You'll have a little Andrew. <laughs> little and Andrew. Ace, can you have a little Ace? That's it. Right? And then we'll, we'll make sure that we program. And, and truthfully, they can really remember. I mean, they're not going to be, I don't know if they'll be able, I don't know if they're up to negotiating sales, which is a skill that I think people don't value enough. But I do think they will know data about everything. So we'll see what go up, what happens. And when I get one, I will certainly let you know. I'm looking to, I would love to have one. We could use robot. a couple of little Dotties, Andrews. Yeah, and let's get around, one. You know? you know, when I was little, I, I, when I was little, there was a kid, his name was Robbie. And he had a little, he had like a little ape. And he used to dress him. And I want, I want that. I was dad, please, I want an ape. I want that little gorilla that, you know. It wasn't McGill a gorilla. It wasn't a big one. It was a little one, and he would dress it. Okay. Um, but now I'm past that. You know what? I'll take a robot. Tati, to finish what I told What Do, do, do you have one? No. Get one? Just wanted to um, let Terry know um, she's a caller waiting that will be right with her. So. Oh, we will. Okay. Just got to finish. I just have to finish you know, in the middle of a sentence. You have to finish your sentence. I did tell you before that. Madonna offered Meghan and Prince Harry her $7.3 million apartment. And the Queen of Pop says, Buckingham Palace has nothing going on compared to Central Park West. Okay? She says, don't run off to Canada. This is Madonna. Canada is so boring. She told the couple in a video posted Tuesday to her Instagram. She said she'll let the pair, who have a young son, Archie, sublet her Manhattan apartment in Central Park West. Okay? It's two bedrooms. She says it's got the best views of Manhattan. It's got an incredible balcony. And it's a winner. And uh, I don't know if Phil wants it, but we'll keep you posted on whether she gets it or not. Uh, Terry, I want to take a quick call. Terry, you're from Manhattan? Is that Terry? Do you hear me? 
Yes, I can. My question is as follows. I have a very unique thing. Um, we signed a contract on a $1,300,000 house. I am the seller. I, my buyer comes to I. My buyer came to me and said to me, I'd like to have a price reduction of $200,000 because I feel now your house isn't worth it. And he has a job. He had the appraiser. I, I have a commitment letter. Um, I don't, don't you have a, I'm going to turn it over the, to uh, Andrew, but let me ask you this. Do you have a signed contract? Correct. You, so you, your, attorney, your attorney wrote up a contract and his attorney yes. signed it? Correct. Andrew, Everything take it is away. Yeah. So the default rule based on Dottie's dispositive question, meaning the most important question Dottie asked is whether you have a signed contract. Correct, I do. And the default rule when you have that signed contract is that you don't need to renegotiate. But Wonderful. a default rule in real estate always has an exception. And you need to speak to your attorney and see if the contract gives the buyers any outs. Meaning, for example, I'm selling right now a co-op that I own in Long Beach. And one of the things that it says in there is the electric is going to be in working condition. And let's assume there was an electrical issue and I refuse to fix it. That would give the buyer a way out of the deal. So when you write a contract of sale on a sale of a property, it has representations of things that will be existing on the date of the closing. So the default rule, again, Terry, the easy thing is you don't have to give them the 200. But you should yeah, have a Terry, conversation but... with your attorney first and say, hey, do we have any exposure where they could say we are able to get out of this deal or we could sue you to force you to fix something? And you have okay. to have that conversation with your attorney. Okay, but let me, let me, and I, I, and I know I can't, you just have to just wait. I, Terry, I just want to give you some advice because I've been in the business a long time. I've seen every trip. What you really have to be careful is, okay, what Andrew said, make sure there's nothing that the attorney said that they can get out. But usually every contract on Long Island that I know, and I spent most of my life in Long Island doing real estate, that's where I started has a mortgage contingency saying, okay, you know, there's a number. If they don't get a mortgage for X, that... She has a commitment, then, Dottie, she said, in her story. You, so Sherry had the commitment. You have the issued. copy of the commitment letter? That yes, they were they do. That someone's lending the money? Yeah, yes. that's why I didn't go yes. into the mortgage contingency. Sherry said she had a commitment on it. So they oh, wouldn't well, be able to get that. out on the mortgage contingency. So that's why I wanted to know if there's any other peculiar topics okay, on it. And, and that's why you got to see your okay. attorney. And if worse comes to worse, let's just say they don't close, then do they leave a, a decent down payment? Yes, yeah, 75000 Yeah, so at the worst that happens, I would think, if, if everything you're saying is correct, then you would keep their 75000 Well, And by I, the way... I, I want to put a caveat, Dottie. I need to put a caveat on that because people do have that misnomer that they could just keep the money. What generally happens, and this is a big field for my law firm, we do a lot of this litigation, is that the buyer will claim that you defaulted, and you will claim that the buyer defaulted, and then you have a lawsuit over that 75000 So rarely does a seller get to keep all of the money. And I would suggest instead of thinking that, hey, we're going to call them on this or we're going to do this, you just need to speak to your attorney and find out your rights. And assuming they have no leverage on you, you should say too bad, tough noogies. But you need to speak to your lawyer. And a big thing, Terry, I want you to ask your lawyer, okay? In that contract, do you have a right to get attorney's fees 
if you have to sue over the 75,000 is if you don't have a right to get attorney's fees, if you have to sue over the 75,000, you could eat the whole 75,000 trying to keep the 75,000. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. I'm just wondering if uh, it's a private loan uh, company, and I'd like to know, uh, I must check it if it's a commitment or if it's approval. I, I'm, he well, that's a big difference. Speech. Yes, I know To Dottie's that. point. And approval means absolutely nothing from an attorney's perspective. Right. A commitment means 100% everything from an attorney's perspective. And I'm going to So you guess, need to speak to your attorney. Yeah, and okay. I'm just guessing. I hope I'm wrong. You have to fill us in. I mean, because you're in a great place. And what are they? And I'm curious. Why are they? Because I have the numbers on Long Island, and I, you know, it's, it's doing they well. You're in that, a great. Exactly. You're, that you're a, they can because they feel that the prices are going down, and I cannot believe it. But I just don't uh, entertain them. I just want to go through with the sale. And I, the only problem was, and uh, I wanted to extend the closing to uh, May 31st, and then I felt they were holding me hostage. I said, will you sign the price reduction letter? We'll give you a commitment uh, of, uh, we'll give you a, an extension. I'm prepared to leave uh, within the month, if that's the case, because for 200 grand, I can get a nice hotel. Yes, I like your thinking. Do I like your thinking. Do me a favor. That's smart. First of all, check what check about that commitment. Whether it's an if it's actually a commitment that the bank says they are lending the money, and also, uh, at the end of the day, what's probably happened is they're reading market reports, and market reports lump a lot of things together. And if I'm if I read the last Long Island market report, it's really good. But on the part on the North Shore, when you're talking the, they're not when you're talking estates that are ten million, seven, you know, the old states, those are slower to sell, and they're not selling at the same price because younger people don't want them. But you're in Manhasset. It's a great area. It's close to transportation. It's great schools. I just would find out. And at the end, when everything is clear, please call me back. I'd love to hear the results. But Ace, what she should ask for the commitment letter, right? So, so Terry, I have one question on the banker side here, right? So, um, did do you know what the appraisal was? Was there a reason it, oh, why? Oh, very interesting. The appraisal yes. came in for one point three, exactly the purchase price. Oh, okay, so so you're in good shape. You're in good shape. So yes, because if the appraisal came in low, I can see why. They yes, have a reason to, to negotiate. No, I think it's price. buyer's remorse because he Got wanted it. more bedrooms. Got it. Speak to your attorney, though, please, because what I will say to you is that a lot of people with buyer's remorse can also find an angle on the contract. And it turns out that my family owns the original firehouse in Manhasset. And it turns out I have a satellite office there. It is. Yeah. My grandfather converted from the fire department. And so I have a satellite office in there. It's right off of Northern Boulevard. It's on East Shore Road. And if you give me a shout um, during the week, if you need further questions or a second opinion, I'm always there around. You could just give me a call at 646-216-8009. And what is your last name, please? Lieb. Andrew Lieb. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Thank you very much. So I should ask my attorney. My attorney says he doesn't have anything uh, to I don't have anything to worry about. Just close uh, ASP. And and that's that. I'm with him then. 
do it. If you asked your attorney, you should speak to him and you should say to your attorney that if you're telling me I have no risk, I want to close. And as Dottie pointed out, if they don't want to close, then you're going to go after that 75000 Yeah. And while, you know, while I have you on the phone, Terry, uh, I just want to, because this is great for other, other sellers to hear this. One of the things I ask people to do and um, is because one of the ways people can get out of a contract legally is they can say, oh, you know, you know, the contract is contingent getting a mortgage at X amount of money. They can go to a bank who doesn't, you know, they can go to a bank that, like, if you don't have, like, pristine credit or they can go to a bank that's really tough on mortgages and they can say, or they can have a friend at a bank, they can say, oh, we didn't get the mortgage. So I like to have, when we try to tell people, when you have a contract, and this is something um, sellers should do, you have a mortgage contingency. However, I ask them to go to Citizens Bank and get the commitment letter that they will lend them the, the money. If you want to get it someplace else, that's fine. But we know that you can get a mortgage already, so you can't use that trick. But it sounds to me like you have that commitment letter that there are, the appraisal came in and that they can get a mortgage. And you know what? They probably heard someone saying prices are low. And you know what? Manhattan is a solid place. So they probably got nervous. And you know what? They tried. Terry, if it makes you feel better, my family sold a house in Saddle Rock about 10 years ago in Great Neck. And the buyers showed up at the closing with $200,000 less in cash. And they said, really? here's the money. Yeah, this is what they did. It really happened, Dottie. They showed up with $200,000 less. And they said, either take the number or we could have a lawsuit. And my mother was there and she goes, well, my son owns a law firm, so we'll have the lawsuit. But people are scumbags and they're always trying to get their way out. And not everyone. There's plenty of wonderful people out there. But probably they spoke to a friend or looked at the market and got cold feet. And now they they're trying to nervous. manipulate you. Yeah. So you because need to be they, tough. Yeah. No, but not that. That's what we talk about information. It's general information. And when homes, and there used to be many estates on Long Island that were 10 million, 50. And what happens is those estates are not as much in demand. The millennials really don't need those. They don't want those kind of houses. So if those were 10, 12 million, and now they're fell for nine, it shows a price drop. You are a Manhattan's great. It's not. It's, it's the best. It, I know. I know those numbers. I know it's good. They're just probably nervous. As long as you have the commitment, be you know, be polite. Say, listen, I made arrangements to move, and you know, they'll be fine. And they'll be so. And one day they'll say, you know what? Thank goodness we bought this house. We bought it at the right time. We bought it in a great place. There's nothing better than living in Manhattan. It's a great place to grow up and bring your family. Keep us posted, Terry. Just curious. All right. Yeah, I want to know. You. Good luck. Have a great weekend. Yeah, that was an interesting question. Okay. Now, Dan. Okay, <laughs> I, you know, thank you for being patient, but we had a couple of questions and we had to, to do them. And I just, as I said before, um, in the beginning of the show, I said that our Dan is a nationally recognized credit expert and a certified FICO professional. He is also a credit expert witness in legal matters and chairman of the Credit Repair Trade Association. And you can reach him at creditscoringadvisor.com. That's creditscoringadvisor.com. Or if it's easier for you to call or you like to, to speak to someone, you can do it that way also, 
9565. That's 631 465 9565. Okay, and we're going to talk about the new way of credit. But, Dan, before you tell us the new credit scoring, I have to finish my Madonna story. Now, our place is $6 million. What do you think Buckingham Palace, which was built in 1703, what do you think that value is? Oh, geez, I have absolutely no idea. Anybody want to take a guess? Now, remember, Madonna's a place, uh, her place, which is on uh, Central Park West, is selling for seven points away. It's got to be priceless, Dottie. She has all those those soldiers in front of the palace. And do you, have you ever tried putting your fa- hand in front of their face and seeing if they Listen, blink? I would never give up my American citizenship. But it's reported over five. Well, it's reported over five billion dollars. Wow. So that's really a down. I mean, like if you're going from five billion to seven. Yeah. I mean, slumming it, slumming it. Yeah. But I think you'll be happy there. And there's great views. We'll be right back. We're going to talk to Dan about the new way, okay, of credit scoring. 866-970-9622. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, we're invited to Teamsters Local 237's headquarters for the union's installation ceremony where many of its top officials are sworn in. It's Reaching Out, Saturday night at 7 on AM 970, The Answer. Win a date night for you and your sweetheart. This Valentine's Day, AM 970 will be giving away stunning flowers by Kathy from Casey Creations of Closter, New Jersey, and dinner for two at one of these fabulous restaurants. David Burke Tavern, 135 E62nd Street, Hunt and Fish Club, 125 West 44th Street, Sojourn Restaurant, 244 E79th Street, or Rustica Lounge Restaurant, 565 Gorge Road, Cliffside Park. Or win an elegant catered dinner for two by Chef Dominic of DR Catering. Enter to win at am970theanswer.com. Winners will be contacted by Tuesday, February 11th. Head to am 970 TheAnswer.com for details. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. The trucking industry finally has a voice in New York City. Get the real deal on transportation and logistics. Tune in for New York Truck Stop Radio with Arthur and Zach Miller this Saturday afternoon at 1 on AM 970, The Answer. 
2020 is the year your business is going to thrive. Or will it? Resolve to use digital marketing to your advantage with the help from the pros at Salem Surround. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. SurroundNewYork.com, connecting you with new customers. Like AM970, The Answer? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook. Interact with us. Share your thoughts about your favorite shows. Give feedback to our hosts. Share your opinion on hot topics. Learn about events and more. AM970TheAnswer.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here with my financial whiz, Ace. And I'm going to meet your robot friend soon. Andrew, and Andrew, that robot could teach the class, you know. I was going to come and help you do it once in a while, but I think that robot, robot Dottie. you know. Robot Dottie. <laughs> no, I love you're going to have to tell the robot if anyone talks, he's got to single them out. And uh, Dan, <laughs> uh, we're talking about it, and I want you to tell us about the new credit score and how they're doing it, but do you think you'll have a robot to help you out a little bit? <laughs> I should. <laughs> well, I want one, and you know what? The first thing it's going to say is, Dottie, you're the greatest. There you go. Is that like the mirror on the wall? Yes. (laughs) Now, remember, when she said she wasn't the fairest of all, then she broke the mirror, okay? So it's got to say the right things. Otherwise, I'm breaking the robot. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, tell us. Okay. Yes. Well, FICO is coming. Yeah, yeah, FICO's coming out with a new uh, scoring model called FICO Score 10 Suites. Uh, it's a suite because it consists of actually two scoring models, FICO Score 10 and FICO Score 10 Key. Uh, 10 T, I mean, it takes a much closer look at the past two years of your uh, credit history. And they're talking that it's going to outperform all previous FICO scoring models. It'll reduce defaults like 10% for new credit cards, 9% for auto loans, and 17% for new mortgages versus the FICO Classic. There's five basic uh, elements to this FICO scoring model that you need to uh, keep in mind. First is going to take into account a customer's account balances. So if you have high balances, you'll start to lose points. Uh, Wait a looked second, at meaning if you have, like, balances on credit cards, things like that, or car Right. Payments? Yeah, it's okay. mostly on the credit cards that will look at those high balances. Um, okay. Missed payments over the last two years will be weighted much more heavily than in the past. And why, Dan? If, but why are they doing this? Do you know well, because statistically or mathematically, um, they calculated out after examining 10 million different uh, consumer uh, habits over a two-year period that they tracked, they found out that the missing payments were more indicative of you becoming 90 or more days late in the next two years. So because of the mathematical formulation, they, they're looking and seeing that missed payments are more indicative, and therefore they give more weight to them 
which means you lose more points more quickly. They also are going to do that with the high utilization. If you have accounts that are maxed out, uh, they're going to punish you. The thing that, that, of course, you've got to keep in mind is that an occasional spike won't have impact, but they're looking at the whole two-year history. And if you have a habit of having high uh, utilization using most of your credit limit, uh, that will punish you. The fourth thing is that the new algorithm is going to look at your actual payments and factor those in to see if you're paying more than the minimum payments. So people that have been paying just the minimum payments are going to be considered much riskier, hence a lower score. And the fifth one is that they're going to look at um, borrowers who apply for personal loans, especially when they continue, uh, they transfer credit card debt to the personal loan and then continue to rack up credit card balances, um, you know, it'll start to pull down the scores more because they figure, again, that's an increased risk. They're estimating that about 40 million consumers will see a drop of at least 20 points. Okay, now wait. To our, our listeners, if your credit score drops 20 points, because when you look at Ace, you can elaborate. Yeah. When you look at the credit, like if you look at the rates and you see that the best rate, like this low rate, remember, that's probably for people who have the best credit. So, Dan, if you go down, that's going to affect an ACE, that's going to affect the interest rate you get, wouldn't it? It will most definitely affect your, your interest rate, Dottie. So 20 points is, is actually a lot. So. Yeah, a, so besides that, you want to make sure you get a mortgage. Because I think, Dan, you, could, you might be too low to even get a mortgage. But if you do get a mortgage, you're probably not going to get the best rate. Now, Dan, would this apply to if you're buying a car or anything like, or just house? <coughs> oh, no, it, it applies to everything, just like all the other models do. Okay, so, Dan, now when is this supposed to happen? Okay, well, Experian, or Equifax, I should say, uh, is going to have this on their servers by uh, the summer. And TransUnion and Experian will follow up uh, probably in the winter. Well, my friend from Oceanside, sell now. Okay. It's off to Arizona. Is there anything? Now, okay, knowing this ahead of time, which is very good to know ahead of time. We don't like it, but very good to know ahead of time. What can people do now? If, be, if they know they're going to, well, even if you're not looking for a home, if you want to rent, or you're eventually going to lease a car, these are things that you should know now. It's money that you're going to throw out the window if you don't have to. What should they be doing to, if they're, well, they, you know, uh, they obviously, they, 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 yeah, they, they need to make sure that they don't really use more than like 30% of their credit limit. Because as you go up into the higher areas, it hurts you now, but it'll hurt you more later. And you want to make sure that you have things set up, even if you have to do an auto pay on all your accounts, to make sure you don't miss a credit card payment. Because if you do, they're going to look at this for two years. Now, let me ask you a question, because it's happened to me. There was a time or two, and I never missed mortgage payments, but there was a time or two I was always busy, and my bills were coming to two different places, and I just forgot about it, or I had the thing, and I just forgot to mail it. And I was late. If somebody, by mistake, just forgets to make the payment, 
should they call the bank? Should they call you? Like, if you catch it right away, that you let's say it was just a mistake. It wasn't that you didn't have the money. It's just a mistake. Is there anything you can? Should you call them right away? Well, I I mean, you can you know ask them to do a a goodwill uh, removal. The problem is that if you go to the um, customer service department, um, they really don't give you much service to the customers. They do not have the authority to remove something from reporting. Um, you you really need to go at the corporate office on this. So, yeah, it would pay to do that. Um, if, but, um, like, would you be able to help somebody, like, if somebody missed here and there a payment, okay? I, and I don't. Like, would you be able to help them? I mean, first of all, they have to look at their credit now, correct? Right. right. They, well, they should be looking at their credit at least once every six months, you know, okay. to make sure there's nothing on there that shouldn't be right. on there. Now, what you're saying, because I want everyone to know this, and I think, Andrew, your school at ACE will, will have to teach everybody that we talk to. So now let's say your credit score is an average of 760 or 750. Just... But by the standards you're saying, it could be less a year from now, right? Oh, well, if you make any mistakes like that, it'll hit you harder than it would if it happened now. Yes, definitely. Okay. So what would you suggest people do besides for looking at it every six months? And then if, if, if let's say they think that, you know, the, because your credit score is going to determine what you pay interest rates on anything you buy and if you rent the the rental the the, the tenant the uh, landlord wants to know what your credit is because why should he want somebody who seems like a deadbeat now what about the people that take money and they move it all over i my daughter's one of them oh mom i have <laughs> i said you have tremendous credit card debt you'll never pay that off you're she says no mom you know but i took you know you know they have those offers do this you don't pay for um and she moves what would you, a lot of these kids do that, what would you suggest they do? Call you and really work on their credit, even if you're not you know, One of something. the things they have to de develop some discipline. The thing is, it, there may be some occasions where you want to swing it over to get a 0% interest rate for 12 or 15 months on a credit card. And right. if you get into that habit, you're putting yourself in a bad position. Uh, what you have to discipline yourself to do is if you throw it into a 0% credit card, you make the same type of payments because all those payments, every dollar goes to the principal, not to interest, and to pay those down faster. That works well when you swing something to a 0% credit card and then you pay it down because you're paying it down with any interest charge in that payment. In other words, uh, but, if you pay it off. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Well, so yeah, say over, over the next year, for example, if you're systematically paying it down, uh, you're going to be in a lot better position than if you just kept it on the regular credit card and tried to pay it because every month you're paying a, a certain amount for interest and a certain amount for principal, and it's okay. diluting your actual monthly payment because of the interest. So it makes sense in that respect, but to constantly bounce it, is what you're trying to do is game the system so you don't have to pay that interest. But there's I'll a point of no return where you get yourself in trouble. Yeah, I'll have to have you speak to my daughter. I have another question I, we could answer after the break. Would it pay for people who have debt to now go and 
if they own something to get a refinance or an equity loan or something which the interest rate is less and move the credit card balance you know would pay the pay the credit card off I want to talk about that a little right after the break um, if you have a lot of credit card debt you own something should you do a refinance or a equity move we'll talk with Dan and Ace right after our break This weekend on Champions of Justice, the subject is human trafficking. Hundreds of thousands of adults and children alike enslaved for manual labor and sex trade here in our own cities. Tom Girardi talks with two crusaders against human trafficking about the need for awareness and access to our schools for education to prevent extortion of our children. Tune in Champions of Justice, Sunday mornings at 10 here on AM 970, The Answer. Make Valentine's Day extra special this year with a romantic night like no other in Lower Manhattan at The Bailey. Treat your love to a delicious prefix menu with options like lobster bisque, Delmonico's ribeye steak, main lobster risotto, and of course, a decadent Bailey dessert. Fall in love all over again with a romantic dinner, white tablecloth, and red roses galore. All for a price that won't break your heart. Dance and dine with your Valentine to a live performance by the marvelous Cassandra Kabinski. Billy Joel, that's right, the Billy Joel, says she's a transcendent voice you can't miss. Dreams, I still remember my Treat that special someone to a night they'll never forget at the Bailey. Make reservations now. Seating is limited. Call 212-859-2200. That's 212-859-2200. You won't believe the five-star quality of this special prefix menu, all for just $49 per person. There's no better place for fabulous cuisine, live music, and romantic ambiance than the Bailey on Valentine's Day. Racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-797-5868. 800-797-5868. That's 800-797-5868. It was my fifth birthday, and my dad was bringing home the cake. Should have been here a half hour ago. The cake never made it, and neither did my dad. That was the day a drunk driver killed my dad. Daddy? Impaired drivers take lives. Think. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. Aired in cooperation with the New York State Broadcasters Association. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and we were in the middle of a conversation with Dan Sater, who is our credit expert, and uh, he's a certified go professional. 
you can always reach them at 631-465-9565. I was talking about the, the new rules coming down the road, another six or seven months, are going to be tougher on, on your credit. So your, you know, your credit score could go down. And as you know, you have to have good credit scores. You get the best rates. If you don't have good credit scores, you're going to get a higher mortgage rate. You might have a tenant, that, uh, a landlord that doesn't even take you. Uh, if you go for a car loan, you're going to pay more. So I was asking, if you have someone who has a credit card debt, and I don't know what, what the credit card rates are. I mean, I have credit cards. I, I don't keep track of their rates, but they're higher than. Would you be better off if you own a home taking out like an equity or refi? Or well, is that too asking, general of a question? I'm asking no, both the thing that. is that if you're going to do something, now is the time to do it before these things uh, become the uh, the rule because they'll track them. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be tracking somebody using um, a home equity line uh, to pay off the credit card debts. Uh, they will be tracking the personal loan. So, uh, But we don't know all the details yet on the FICO score 10. Uh, once it's out, we'll be seeing how it handles different things. So I would say that you know, in the beginning of this year, that would be the time if you're going to do something like that so you can keep those credit card balances down as we go into a new scoring model. Are all the credit card companies doing I mean, are, all the, um, cre- are they all doing it? All the well, you know, they all have a choice of what system they use, uh, which uh, I should say scoring model they use, uh, except for the mortgage industry, which is stuck with FICO Classic uh, <laughs> until Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac change their mind. Um, you'll constantly be using that one. But with them predicting that this is going to be 17% more predictive and, and reduced result of, of, uh, defaults over the FICO Classic, who knows when the banking industry will you know, uh, take that on as the one that they want to use. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, Ace, do you see people coming to do that? You know, or? Um, not right now, Dottie. I mean, you know, the mortgage industry, we sort of lag behind a little bit. Uh, with the credit bureaus, but I'm sure if it's going to help the default rate and reduce it by 17%, something. No, that, but no, what, what I'm know. saying is, is if somebody has a home, let, yeah. they're not, and they're, and they're not looking to sell. Let's mm-hmm. assume, and they they have a lot of credit card debt. Okay, I mean, even if they're not going to rent anything or sell, it might. Wouldn't it be wise to look at what you could? Take a he- the interest rate on a home equity opposed to a credit card? Oh, definitely. I mean, that's what people are doing today, Dottie, right? So that's what doing, I'm asking. Yeah. Would you explain that a yeah. little bit to and, people? And a lot of people are taking out first mortgages uh, for that matter, right? So can if you? you have, yeah, yeah, I can, can definitely talk explain. About that? So for all of our listeners that own a home and may have equity in their property, what a lot of folks are doing is instead of paying 16% rates on the credit cards or 13% rates, they're actually refinancing their mortgage. Um, you can refinance today at a rate of 3.25, take out a little bit of extra cash. Usually the rule of thumb is 70% of your value, and you use it to you know, debt consolidate, pay off your credit cards, your car loans, whatever is giving you a higher interest rate than the 3% rate that you would get on refinancing your mortgage. You'll use that money that you get, and you'll pay off your debt. So it's a very popular tool and vehicle that people are using today. And um, you know, if you're if you're if you are one of those that actually own a home, and are not doing anything with your equity, that could be a possibility for you to explore, 
and look at different options. So very, very popular today, Dottie. Thank you. And by the way, you could buy San Francisco's cheapest real estate listing. It's only a hundred grand and it's a parking spot. Look at that. <laughs> so hey, you know, it's probably gonna go up in value. Like it's probably tough parking over there. Let me take a quick question. I have Lou Fisher from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um hi Lou. Hey Dottie, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Very good. I'm doing great actually. I'm Is that my friend Lou? Hey, just- hey Lou. Hey Andrew, how you doing? So I was awesome, listening to comment. What's I was listening, listening to Terry, and right. I'm licensed in the Great Neck office with Douglas Solomon. And yes. I recently sold two homes in Manhasset within the past uh, three to six months. Both homes sold for a million three and were knockdowns. So and we're tear downs. Wait, maybe, let me just explain that. Wait, Lou, that's good. I'm glad you called, and we didn't ask him, but I'm glad he called. What happens in certain areas, and Manhasset is one of them, where there's no land to build new, to get the house you really want, you might have to tear it down. So what Lou is saying, is he works in Douglas Elliman's Great Neck office, is that he just sold two houses in Manhasset, which is where that woman that called in and said the people want her to reduce it by $200,000 more. He, you sold them for a million three, did you say? Yes, a million three, as is, um, you know, with no mortgage contingencies. Meaning you can't get so out of the mortgage. She may, right. So she may have been misinformed or maybe she's using a discount broker to represent them. But it's a classic case of someone not having a full service broker because at Douglas Elliman, we're all trained how to negotiate. Well, no, I think she did negotiate the deal. They have a deal. They had a signed contract. It sounded like. I think Andrew asked her that. And they had a mortgage. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. So I think it was all negotiated. They agreed on the price. They signed the contract. It looks like they had a mortgage commitment. And I guess the guy read something or maybe he got spooked, you know, and maybe somebody said, what are you, crazy? The market's going to go down. Um, But the point that you're making um, is that in Manhattan, the point that I'm I'm making is that the real estate market in Manhasset is very it's strong. Great. Yes, and that's what I said. You know, I come from Long Island. I know that. It's great commuting. And, and, and what Lou is saying is that he sold two homes recently in Manhasset that they bought for over a million dollars to just tear them down and build new, which is what they have to do when there's Correct. no land. Correct. So I, I thank you for sharing us. Now keep us posted. But that market's hot. I just said at the beginning of the show, I said that uh, those areas, first of all, they're close to the city. You know, they're, the commute's good. And uh, when people read that the market is sluggish, and I said Long Island's doing great, but they might have read when they break it down, some of those 20 million and 10 million big mansions are like are tougher to sell now because there's not as much... It only takes one, but there's not as many people out there for them. But God, you could, you could, you can't, you don't have enough of those properties to sell in Manhattan. It's a hot market. That's Thank correct. You, Lou. Thank You're you, welcome. Lou. Have so, a great Dottie, day. I've, I've known, I've known Lou for years and years and years, and this is really a hustling real estate broker, and he's a star. I just wanted to mention that. I think he's a great guy. Well, that's great. <laughs> and and, and yeah. thank you. Well, listen. 
Lou, I tell everyone flattery will get you everywhere. And that's why my robots are going to flatter me. Get it? Okay. Got it. So, anyhow. Okay. So, you can. So, we're talking. And, and you know, just to just make this point before we end this segment, because I think the show is almost over. If you have credit card debt and you own a home, that's another reason you should call up citizens or call ACE and find out what the interest rate is, you don't, you know, because I'm sure it's a lot less than your credit card. And you should also call Dan, and you can either reach Dan at creditscoringadvisor.com. That's creditscoringadvisor.com, or call his office at 631-465-9565. And let me just say this. Be proactive. Don't wait till you're ready to buy the car or the house. Okay, do this ahead of time. And the worst thing that will happen is you got a better credit score. You lowered your interest rate. And you didn't buy anything, but you still saved money. It's worth it. I love that. Save that money. Yeah. Well, you know what? Ace, I got to call you. I've been meaning to call Ace. I need to refinance another property. Uh, He's doing mine. He's doing mine. Yeah. Yeah. Ace, we'll talk. We'll talk. I'm going to text you. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so if you don't want to buy the Or spot, I go to you know, ace.w Andrew, at Citizens. Andrew. But I have yeah. a deal for you. Now, I have a deal for you, Tell Andrew. Me. Especially if you I uh, hear. get some extra money because you <laughs> refine it. Okay? Yeah. On Vanderbilt Tell Avenue. Oh, okay, well, you can. I can get you. Okay? It's not that far away. Now, it's not Long Island, but it's close. Now, And you can be boasting about this. I can get you a newly listed, brand new listing, private island. I like only it. Two, wait, let me tell you the price. That's the key. Two hundred thousand. And Andrew, sold. You walk around and tell everybody. You know, I have a school. I have a great law practice. Okay. I have an but island. Great I'm an island. But I also <laughs> have an island. Now listen, it's just off the coast. It's 19 okay. acres. Okay. It's no nice. I want to change the name. We changed. We're trying to still change the guy who bought Rat Island. We're trying to change that name. Yeah, still. I don't like that. But this, yeah, this what's was, this one? But, all right. This is not as bad as Rat Island. But this is No Man's Island. No Man's Island. Okay? No Man's. Because that it's where our robots are going to live? No Man's no, Island. It's, com- <laughs> it's completely undeveloped. Okay. It can be used for anything. And. The guy says that he purchased the island in 2007. He travels to the island every day. He enjoys the summer watching people pass by on their boats. And he sits on the island and watches. So if you want an island for $200,000, a boy, can you have boasting rights? And for those guys that want to meet girls, tell them you own an island. You'll be in. Oh, it's amazing. We'll do broadcasting live from No Man's Island. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I love it. We're almost done with winter. Enjoy the weekend. Happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. I forgot. Ion Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Balance of Nature. Changing the world one life at a time. Uh, the number one reason I started taking Balance of Nature was 
the quality and I think the proven science behind it piques my interest. I've tried so many 